Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Cassetta! Yay! Yay! We have got a great episode for you, Very uh, a very meaty episode, if you will. Um, girthy. Girthy, yes. Girthy. Girthy episode. But before we really just like get into it, we have some news and reviews. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, uh, the news is that we have a Patreon. Uh, <gasps> really? What? Yeah. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> oh my it's, god! So basically, the, the thought process is: you give us money, and then um, we give you stuff. How long has this been going on? I'm sorry <laughs> that you had to find out this way. <laughs> um, if you're looking for more information, Andrea, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/CultPodcast. For just five dollars a month, you get access to our bonus show, The Speculation Zone. And there are a bunch of other awesome tiers with cool rewards as well. You can also follow our OnlyFans, The Speculation Bone. Am I oh, right? Oh, shit, boy. What's up? Love it. Love it. For real talk, if we ever start an OnlyFans, that is the name. Yes. It's just about boning. Every every plot point is about boning ghosts. Oh my god! I will start us an OnlyFans, <laughs> and I want people to send us uh, nudes that we can use, and then Photoshop cult leaders' faces <laughs> onto them. That's where we should have the hashtag paintball challenge. Oh, oh yeah! Listen yes. to the end of the episode for the hashtag paintball challenge. It's gonna be all the rage. Uh, Someone's really definitely gonna be mad. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the episode, we have some five-star reviews. I'm going to read two short ones because these ones made me very happy. Okay. Uh, this one comes to us from somebody that just says, Yummy! Foot juice. <laughs> Wait, what? And that what? Is Tarantino, get out of here! <laughs> is that the entire review? That's the entire review. The title is <laughs> Yummy! And the, the description is Foot juice. Juice. Foot juice. Everybody drink foot juice. Get a straw. Lick them all up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and the second one comes to us from Cherry Chapsticks. And they say, yes, Colts. I really have a friend crush on Paige. The Aww, Thank you. Yes, thank you so thank much. You, thank uh, you. That one's really sweet. You guys are really sweet. Everyone's really sweet. And this episode. I would say it's a little nutty. <laughs> I'm so fucking hyped. All right. I think without any further ado, let's get into the show. Balls. Balls and chef. <laughs> I mean the the superstar, the action star. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these, these are, are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Andrea Cassetta. Yay! Yay! And it's Armando's week. Yes. Hello. It's my week. We were going to cover this one last week. And then um, the craziness that was America's Frontline Doctors happened. And yes. we just had to talk about it uh, with our buddies Blaine and Chris from Good Morning from Hell. But this week's episode is going to be insane in a completely different direction. <laughs> um, so let's just kind of get into it. Garland, Texas was at one point the weirdest town in America. During the spring of 1998, the suburban neighborhoods just a few miles outside of Dallas were filled with reporters, researchers, and a whole lot of law enforcement officers. A Taiwanese prophet and his sizable following had announced that God himself would be descending down to earth to save humanity from the apocalypse. And as one journalist put it, there were really only two options. 
either it didn't come true and nothing happened or it didn't come true and the group committed mass suicide. Just five years after the siege at Waco and almost a year to the day from Heaven's Gate's infamous demise, America prepared itself for yet another tragedy. Today, we're covering Chen Tao, also known as the True Way Cult. Damn. Yeah, it's a fucking insane story. And the more that I dug into it, the more stuff that I was able to find. Um, and we actually have, a, 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 it doesn't seem like that many sources, but a lot of these sources are compiled sources from other sources uh, and including some of his actual writings that you, you, he gave away for free. So you can't, it's really hard to find any of them, especially because he was self, uh, publishing. And when I say self publishing, I don't mean like now where you can go on Amazon and like just self publish. I mean, he was printing them out on a home printer oh, and then geez. spiraling them himself and just handing them out. Do you have any idea how much that would cost you in ink cartridges? Exactly. So much. Exactly. It's fucking insane. And so I found one copy of one of his original books and I bid on it and then I fucking lost the bid. No. So someone out there just bought his original book and uh, I had to find little snippets from people that were there at the time. So our sources for this week are the Religious Movement's Homepage Project, the Center for Studies on New Religions, a paper on Chen Tao by Ryan J. Cook from the University of Chicago, and a paper on Chen Tao by Erica Young from the University of North Carolina. Our story begins in 1996 in the country of Taiwan. And this is a fun story because we were all alive for it. Uh, basically, this all happened in our lifetime. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I that was, crazy. what, eight? That's crazy. I was just born. Wow. I was a wee little baby. I was nine. You guys could have babysat me. <laughs> I remember I remember 96. I remember the election that year. I almost won that one, too. It was really <laughs> upsetting. You were so close. <laughs> so fucking well, close. Well, if the other one hadn't been Boss Baby. You, know. <laughs> you guys remember so when Boss Baby was our president? I do, and he got shit done. You guys remember President Boss Baby? <laughs> That's Bush, right? Oh, he didn't have Bush. He's just a little baby. Anyway, <laughs> our story begins in 1996 in the country of Taiwan. Hon Ming Chen, a 37-year-old sociology professor, was just a normal dude living a normal life. Until he was visited in the dreamscape by two huge floating balls. Which one had the pee? <laughs> <laughs> together in like a sack or individually uh he didn't specify but he did say that whenever the balls appeared uh these big giant balls would be like very close to each other almost kind of rubbing against each other mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it sounds like i'm doing a bit but i'm 100 percent being honest <laughs> <laughs> so glowing balls According to Chen, these gigantic yellow nuts were a manifestation of pure enlightenment that he <laughs> believed to be God. Or, again, at least one of them was God. The other ball was full of pee, and that's why they were yellow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The massive <gasps> pair sagging with infinite knowledge. <laughs> you really want you to really put this one up, please. They urged chen to seek religion which is what we should all do after laughing at these bald jokes i'm good <laughs> y'all need to see y'all need jesus we do. i need jesus to come in my dreamscape um <laughs> but this advice to seek out religion it kind of freaked chen out and not just because fucking the lord's testicles were talking to him <laughs> dude put your nuts away <laughs> For his entire life, Chen had been sort of an atheist. When he was very young, his mom passed away from a disease. A few years after, his father died of a stroke. Most of his life was spent working and studying to put himself through college. Chen was so focused on the here and now that he had no time to even think about what would happen to him after he died. But now, it was all that he could think about. On one hand, as someone who studied people for a living, Chen knew that his dream was 
probably his subconscious asking him to deal with some deep-seated trauma. Yeah, so he needed to jerk off. That's what this dream was. Yes, it was like, hey, exactly. buddy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Time to drain it. <laughs> yeah, they weren't asking him to seek religion. They were asking him to seek... An astral life? Yeah, a, a spirit spouse. A spirit spouse. Hell yeah. just balls. <laughs> That's, yeah. Hey, to each their own balls. Um, But on the other hand, the dream had been so vivid that he couldn't believe those balls were real. <laughs> he could see the wrinkles, the hairs, everything. <laughs> so vivid. I just imagine that they're glowing and then they have all these like growths on them, kind of like the, the landscape in the Avatar movie. Well, now it's weird. Yeah, glowing, <laughs> growthy balls sound like a radioactive set of nuts. I mean, Blue Pocahontas Avatar, not the Avatar movie that I remember. <laughs> that just makes me think of what's under Hulk's shorts. Right? Yeah. Because He's just got race. giant, glowing, growthy balls. Here's my secret. I'm always hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So... Professor Chen, he had never been very religious, and so reluctantly he started cracking open some books for himself. And he actually loved reading about religion once he got started. He read any holy text, any sacred doctrine, and any ancient religious writing that he could get his hands on. And the two that resonated with him the most were about Buddhism and Christianity. However, Chen insisted that Buddha and Jesus were more than just quote-unquote similar the more that he read about both of them, he became increasingly convinced that the two were directly tied somehow. And it wasn't long before he found a belief that supported his hypothesis. Theosophy. Oh. Yeah, buckle up, guys. It's a theosophy episode, which means that we're going to cover some of the most crazy, wild bullshit you have ever heard. So what you're telling me is one of these balls is full of pee and the other one is full of bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, which is also what Hitler's balls were full of. Pee no, he only had the one, remember? I know. They had to mix them together like some kind of awful cocktail. Oh. Ooh, cocktail. That's so good. I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to go. But you will later, if you leave right now, later you will have a dream where a floating a floating clit comes to you. No, I don't like it. And it's going to say, seek cult podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we found a new t-shirt design. Just testicles. Let's <laughs> no. seek cult podcast. That's what I want so bad. Oh, my God. So we have covered theosophy a bunch uh, on the show before and in much greater detail, specifically whenever we've covered uh, groups like Heaven's Gate or um, even some, weirdly enough, white supremacist groups. It comes up every so often. But the idea is, in, in simple terms, the idea is that certain humans in history have been able to transcend the status of human through esoteric practice and journeying inward. They became enlightened and transcended to a higher plane. It's basically the thought process of um, if you work hard enough at trying to become a good person, you will eventually transcend into a new plane of existence where all of the cooler people hang out. It's basically that existence is like a club. And right now we're hanging out in the shitty like club area where it's all packed and drinks are expensive and everyone sucks and they're awful. Uh, but if you get enlightened enough, then you get to go to the world's VIP section. And dunk your balls in everyone else's drinks. Exactly. That is actually one of the powers you will have. It's that you Perfect. can fucking, you can teabag everyone's <laughs> astral plane. Mm -hmm. um, and just be like, do you want honey with that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, why they're so yellow. Now I'm imagining that you can kind of like milk them. Oh, God. Anyway, oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. We have to call that position the Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. Oh, I don't think it's cheering anyone up. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey. No shame in the game. <laughs> I mean, I guess Tony better watch out. The bee is coming for him. Uh, I think it's interesting because this just kind of sounds like a, a an extra heaven. Well, the thing is, is it's not extra heaven. This is what they believe heaven is. So theosophy kind of exists 
as a bridge between all religions, if that makes sense. It's supposed to be like, you know how, you know how sometimes uh, you look at different religions and you're like, oh, that's weird how there's these interesting connections from two different groups and there's no way that they could have possibly like come up with it at the same time. Totally, except it, for the fact that, you know, all human beings started in one central area in the world and as they spread out, the religion changed. But whatever, that's fine. Exactly. I mean, that, <laughs> that's the actual explanation for it. But if you want to get into some theosophy for sure for sure for sure basically it's it's this way to kind of bridge everything by saying like well of course buddha and jesus are the same because they both uh, transcended to the same level and become this new species of like above human so like it's not extra heaven it is heaven but it is also enlightenment it's also the afterlife it's also etc 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 it's basically the thought process that like all religions are right they were just missing some of the extra details and they didn't have floating balls this is basically just like religion remix like we put it all in a blender and we kind of just yeah that's exactly what it is it's it's little wayne took religion and was like hold up i gotta add some shit about esoteric knowledge (laughs) (laughs) okay but this it it does sound like when i explain it it sounds fucking mystical and weird and stupid and professor chen he's a man of science baby oh right yeah of course i mean obviously he's a fucking professor in motherfucking sociology dude like he's He's not going to fall for this. This this theosophy bullshit to him, it seems cool, but different planes of existence just sounds like some sci-fi mumbo jumbo. So he pivots to a neighboring belief system that uses actual mathematical processes and science, UFO religions. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. The F is for phenomenal. Yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So so just like theosophy is a way that people have kind of tied in these different religions, UFO groups, um, certain groups of them, including some very, very famous groups of people who believe in science-based ufology. MUFON? Yeah, but some, some kind of, I don't know, some groups that maybe believe in science ufology um oh scientology oh i didn't say that i just said people who believe in science-based ufology page so i don't can can you confirm for me what what you just said is that david miscavige has giant glowing balls <laughs> yeah and they actually ate his wife and that's where <laughs> shelly is Free oh Shelly. my god. She's inside his balls. I'm just imagining she's trapped in like a glowing orb just trying to get out like help me, help me. Just visiting each of our dreams hoping she's she didn't he didn't she didn't say seek religion. She said seek me. Find me. I'm trapped in my husband's nuts. Real talk though. Find Shelly. <laughs> yes, she's please. out there somewhere. She's got to be. Just find the truth. Um so certain groups, they, they basically use ufology to help supplement theosophy with a healthy dose of pseudoscience. The reasoning goes something like this. We as imperfect beings are trapped here on Earth. We live, we learn, we die, and we keep repeating this process until we reach enlightenment. But if we never reach enlightenment, this process just kind of happens over and over and over again. But if you are able to reach enlightenment then you'll be abducted by a master race of aliens from venus who have been working on a very fancy alien skin suit just for your soul and there are no other planes just other planets that house increasingly enlightened beings so it's venusians yes yes okay the, the thought process is eventually you will become so enlightened that you just win the game and a bunch of like buzzers and alarms go off and a fucking UFO swings down, takes you, and they're like, hey, good job. Those fucking assholes that they, they didn't believe you, they were always wrong and you had it right. And so come live on our awesome planet and put on this new skin suit. But instead, you're just actually dead. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that is kind of what happens. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very uh, Heaven's Gate. They, they, they do believe in uh, almost the exact same thing. This is another group that believes in theosophy that mix it with ufology to kind of give it a sort of fake um, pseudoscience background. Because remember that Herf Applewhite was also a professor. Interesting, that's true. 
So UFO religions have the benefit of being um, what I would call technically scientifically correct. The only problem is that to understand the science behind it, you have to take a bunch of long, complex courses on made-up math and science and a new, innovative form of thinking that the group you're following just happened to make up themselves. But like I said, Chen is an academic. He's a professor. He loves learning. So taking classes was no big deal for him. He was just excited to be heading in the right direction. Finally, he was going to get some answers but not before he got the bill. And it turns out these classes on made-up science were extremely expensive. That's always the case. That's how, uh, you know, uh, the guy with the glowing balls and the missing wife gets you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the other way he gets you is you show up to class and this guy comes out and he's like, hey, buddy, I'm Professor John Travolta. Yeah. It sounds like Christopher Walken. Have you guys seen my balls? Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason you shouldn't do impressions. <laughs> this is John Travolta eight goofy. This is John Travolta trying hard to speak through eight layers of plastic surgery. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> so Chen was so pissed. He was so fucking angry about how much money they were charging him that the next day he marched into his teacher's building and just ripped into her in front of a full class of other students. He called her a grifter, he called her a liar, and he said that her soul had been possessed by the devil, which is a pretty fucking harsh insult, I'd say. I mean, that's one way to live your life. That's what I'm and then he took it one step further. Chen revealed to everybody that he had once been visited by two incredibly large glowing balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at first they were like, <laughs> where are you going with this, Chen? And he was like, no, hold on, hold on. Is it to a disco? <laughs> and I brought them here with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and he, at first he didn't know what these balls were all about. But now he knew that these balls had to be the souls of Jesus Christ and the, the Gautama Buddha. They were the ones who pushed him to seek religion and they would be angry and horrified to see someone making a profit off of his search. I think what you're telling me is they'd be pretty blue. Whoa. Oh. Oh. For this blue balls joke to have been made, so much learning has had to have occurred, <laughs> and I'm so happy. And also you have to have cock-blocked enlightenment. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody come get her. These balls are full of jizz. I've been watching too much TikTok, but yeah. Oh, my God. So, unsurprisingly, Chen was kicked out of the class. Like, oh, no. <laughs> he showed us his balls. Oh, no. <laughs> did not see that coming. <laughs> the class did. They all did. Yeah, yeah. He came everywhere. <laughs> but his outburst had actually impressed a few of his fellow classmates. They, just like Chen, had been searching for answers. Specifically, answers that made some sort of logical scientific sense. So now they're seeing this guy who seems to be fully put together, claiming to have been visited by two of the highest of high spirits, and they wanted more information. Hon Ming Chen was understandably very reluctant to share his deep inner knowledge, mostly <laughs> because he didn't think that he had any deep inner knowledge. And he powdered them because it was hot. And he was like, they look like donut holes. It's a, a whole weird experience. <laughs> yeah, he's basically he's just a guy who's like, look, those are high spirit balls. I just have these tiny normal human balls. And my balls don't even talk to me half as much as the spirit <laughs> balls do. What I'm saying is God has meaty clackers and we all need <laughs> to respect them. <laughs> yeah, he. but the, truthfully... He was just somebody that was like, you're coming to me for answers. Like, I'm supposed to know something, but I'm in the same class as you. Like, I also don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't have answers, and I don't even know where I would start. But not wanting to let his new friends down, he agreed to meet with them and kind of workshop his ideas on how the universe might work. They basically convinced him to be like, okay, Chen, you just come to my house. We're going to hang out. We're going to, there's going to be snacks. It's going to be real fun. And then we'll just kind of like talk and like workshop, like how you think the universe exists and, and blah, 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 blah. And he was like, I guess, man, I guess that sounds fine. So these chats are what allowed Chen to come up with his own belief system. And now we're going to kind of get into um 
into what he believes. And so I have spent as much time as physically possible trying to read through the beliefs that they have posted and also trying to kind of figure out um, sort of like where his beliefs come from and also trying to find like writings in his own words. And, And this is also very important and will become relevant later. Chen does not speak any other language other than Chinese. He only speaks Chinese. So if if anything is written by him in an in in another language, it means that it had to go through at least two different translators, which is again something that we'll get into later. But that's what makes it so difficult to find his like original uh kind of uh uh, uh belief manual. Mhm. So just remember that like every time you go to Google Translate and you put things through like then it comes out and you're like, I wanted to say sandwich and it said God has balls, you know, <laughs> like you're going to get a little bit of that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe the sandwich was on a roll or a bun. <laughs> hey. So I've tried to I've tried to kind of dissect that and I'm going to share this with you. So welcome to my um, welcome to my master class on Chen Tao. <laughs> According to Chen, every being has a soul. We all have a soul. And I'm not going to get fully into it, but technically we all have three different souls. You have the main light soul, which is your being as a whole. And then you have two other souls, one temporal and one physical, which I think just mean the same thing. And they kind of exist in harmony with your soul to give you a a body here on Earth. But really what you got to know is that you have one main soul and it's called your main light soul. This is already upsetting and confusing, and I know. Yeah. So every person's main light soul can be measured in a unit called spiritual light energy. And the more degrees of spiritual light energy that your soul possesses, the more enlightened you are as a being. For example, God in all forms, including that of Jesus and Gahatma Buddha, have a spiritual light energy of 12 million degrees. I don't know if he means degrees in terms of like angles or temperature, and I don't really care at this point. I mean, to be honest, at this point, it's about as valid as midi-chlorians. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but all you have to know so far is that everyone has a soul, at least one, and this soul can be weighed by spirit light energy. And the baseline for spirit light energy is God or heaven or the void or Jesus or etc. Whatever you believe, which has a spirit light energy of 12 million degrees. After you die... Your soul is released from your body and you become a big old ball yourself. Just one, though, like a Lance Armstrong or an Adolf. Um, and you're kind, your ball just kind of floats up into space. And if your spiritual ball registers at 9 million degrees or above, then you will transcend this plane and be joined with the soul of God like every enlightened soul has since the beginning of time. However... It is incredibly difficult to get to 9 million degrees within your lifetime. And that's why we don't have just one lifetime. If you die without reaching your enlightenment, your soul is reincarnated into a new life and you're given another chance to achieve what Chen calls casual retribution, which sounds like a hippie trying to pitch out casual sex. You know what I mean? <laughs> but vengeance? Yeah. Just you like... want to be friends with retribution? Mm. <laughs> no, it, it sounds like he's like just trying. He's, he's really mad at someone. He's just trying to like trip them in the hallway with his leg, like casually. <laughs> Very like, casual. Casual retribution. Like I'm not going to put a lot of work into it and I want it to look like an act. <laughs> I'm just gonna like rest my balls on your forehead while you're sleeping. You know, casual <laughs> retrib- retribution. I will say though, the, this pretty much just sounds like Buddhism. It is a mix of Buddhism, Christianity, and Theosophy, and you'll yeah. kind of see why. Because right now we're mixing Theosophy and Buddhism, but there are other entities that aren't our souls or God's soul, and these malevolent beings are described as outside souls or quote unquote devils these are the souls of people who became so attached to just one of their lives that they spiritually refuse to be reincarnated so this is like what i assume jeff bezos is going to become where it's just like (laughs) i'm not 
I'm not giving up the money. I'm sticking to this one soul. He would then become an outside soul, a devil, somebody so tied to their image in one life that they don't want to give it. I mean, he already looks like Lord Voldemort, so. Yeah, he looks fucking terrifying. How is he so bald? Like, so bald. Like, he seems more bald than bald people. I mean, what if his head isn't actually made of normal head skin, but it's, like, one ball? Oh, my God. Is Jeff Bezos one of the balls that this guy saw in his dream? I don't know, but somebody should be asking these questions. There it is. (laughs) There it fucking is. Nailed it. So now that these devils have trapped themselves outside of our cycle, all they want is to ruin it for the rest of us. If a living human soul light energy is low enough, these devils can actually possess their body and use it to be so annoying that they actually stop others from achieving enlightenment. (laughs) I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. And then the next Buddha is like, dude, fucking stop, bro. But I'm not touching you. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's kind of a piece of his uh, of his teaching is that there are these devil souls can actually become so annoying. And that's the word that they use is annoying that it actually becomes impossible for the rest of us to achieve enlightenment with how fucking annoying these people are. So definitely Jeff Bezos. Exactly. But this is where it kind of gets uh, a little bit weirdly like racist uh, because he also claims that 47% of both Asia and Africa are currently possessed by devil spirits. Okay. Yeah. You're going to see a weird hint of nationalism that doesn't come from the place that you're going to think it comes from. <laughs> Left field nationalism? Yeah. It's very strange. Um. Eventually, though, the number of devil souls floating around becomes so great that it is impossible for most people to reach enlightenment. Basically, we start living in a world that is so annoying and awful that it would be impossible for anyone to have a good life, which kind of sounds a little bit familiar. (laughs) Fuck yeah. yeah. (laughs) Coming again to ruin the motherfucking day. Yeah. So, at this point, it's God's duty to clean house and cause a literal apocalypse. Which, it's pretty easy to see how doomsday cults can get going, like, at times right now, right? Honestly, I'm surprised we don't have a bunch right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't begrudge anyone in a doomsday cult right at this second. Because I'd be like, checks out. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so first of all, here's just some things. We have a pandemic, we have murder hornets just floating around, and then also recently the CIA was like, hey, just so you guys know, UFOs are real, and I'm reading all this shit, and I'm like, oh, fuck, he knew. He knew totally. (laughs) (laughs) He's completely right. So the apocalypse, though, is a little bit different than what we kind of know as the apocalypse. And this is where you start to get a little bit of Christianity going in his beliefs, because, as you know, Buddhism doesn't really believe in kind of an apocalypse. Um, There's not really an end times. And that's kind of a, a very Christian thing. But mixing them together, his apocalypse does not mean the end of everything. Chen claims that just like we exist on a cycle, so does Earth. Our home is actually 888,800,000 years old and has experienced at least five apocalypses. That's This is a very, again, Buddhist Hindu idea. Yes, exactly. It's, it's basically the thought process that like apocalypse does happen the way the Christians think of it, but it happens on a timeline that Buddhists would believe where the earth kind of ends and then everything is reborn and then humanity can start again. Yeah, in, in the Hindu and Buddhist idea of apocalypse, basically it's just like the earth just kind of ceases to exist, like it implodes. And that it explodes and regenerates. And that's like the kind of like the 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 death and life of solar systems. So our apocalypses work a little bit differently because not everyone dies. Um, mm-hmm. because obviously some people are going to be on their way to enlightenment and you don't really want to fuck with them if they're super close. It's basically yeah. like um I don't know, if you were at like a Chuck E. Cheese and you were like 20 tickets away from getting the prize you wanted and they were like Chuck E. Cheese is closing and you'd be like let me play one more game and they're like sorry we're gonna kill everyone in the Chuck E. Cheese 
Yeah. This metaphor went off the rails a little bit. But <laughs> just a little bit. You kind of get it. Also, R.I.P. Chuck E. Cheese. I just realized they're, <laughs> they themselves have faced their apocalypse. Well, no, they haven't. Well, there's one by my house that's still open. Oh, it is. There are some. Yeah, I thought the fool. whole company for, or, uh, foreclosed. You but... can get their wonderful carryout. Hmm. Yeah, you I can. I actually might. No. The only thing that's missing is is the way that you would commune with God at a Chuck E. Cheese, which is clearly ski ball. <laughs> better than skeet ball. You cannot do that at a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that's they'll put you on a list for yeah. that. Why do you sound yeah. so sad about it? Well, because the puppets in there look like they've experienced and seen some things that <laughs> it probably happened at least once. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about this, but the three highest spirits are Jesus, Buddha, and then Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yes, that is his real factual name. That is his, the E stands for entertainment. I just, the puppets look like they have seen things. Yeah, like, they you look know, terrifying. Like they definitely look like they have PTSD. Yeah, they're definitely outside souls. They have experienced <laughs> things and they refuse to be reincarnated. They were on the list for Epstein's Island. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, Paige. I guess someone had to entertain those kids. Oh my uh, God. I will say though, this idea of a, like, Christian's idea of apocalypse is very interesting because it seems to reward like the like my parents think that if you get to church early enough and you get a front row seat like you're gonna not going to be part of the the end days you know like you'll just get to go like it's kind of this like hey if you do everything right and you're kind of a good person we won't super murder you yeah just, well that here's my frustration with because that is the pervasive common belief totally that's not what the Bible says, like at all. the The Bible implies that, you know, and that's again assuming that you believe in Revelation. Um, that not only is there still a final battle that you have to help fight, but that there's no guarantee that you get to miss out on the apocalypse. Like some people believe that you get to get raptured, but that's not guaranteed. <laughs> that's not a hundred. I just think of the apocalypse as the final Super Bowl. Yes. So in your mind, it's like the devil's like, I'm picking the meanest football players that are in hell, which is most of them. And yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of football players, ironically, make it to heaven. And then heaven is that. just like, well, I don't know about you, but we have Tim motherfucking Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> He's God's all, quarterback. That's all that we have writing <laughs> on us. We have fucking Tim Tebow. Oh, oh my, my God. God. And just a football team full of dogs because that's most of heaven. You're the ones that have to guard Michael Vick. Oh, no. But also, oh, yeah. They're going to get their fucking That's some casual retribution. That, there it is, baby. I'm sorry. This went way off the rails. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you can kind of see how this is sort of a blend of these two different religions. Totally, totally. But I will say that I think Chen's idea of what the apocalypse looks like is so much more interesting than what Christianity thinks the apocalypse is going to look like. We don't have a full description of all of the different apocalypses that have happened, but we do have a story of the first apocalypse, which was a great war between humanity and an army of violent dinosaurs that took yes. place in modern-day Israel. What? what? <laughs> yeah. So basically the way the story goes is uh, at this point, humanity was still very simple. Um, you know, we, we were basically cave people, but we had uh, the like simple tools, simple technology. And as we began to develop, we began to grow and form actual civilizations. And this stopped uh, making it easy for people to become enlightened because there was a bunch of new stuff getting in the way. So that meant that a ton of people became outside souls or devil souls. So they started trying to look for bodies to inhabit, but they found that humans were still too far on their way to enlightenment. So instead, they started possessing the bodies of dinosaurs i think this is just horizon zero dawn yeah basically it also makes land before time a whole lot fucking scary here yeah, knowing that does. littlefoot was trying to kill you 
Is this where we get those um, ancient drawings of Jesus riding a T-Rex? Yes. Yeah, those ancient drawings from the military surplus stores of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it's, it's a fucking wild story, but I really, honest to God, if you... And this isn't even the first time we've seen weird dinosaur uh, people wars. Like when we covered Happy Science, which is also another UFO religion, this is we saw those cat elf aliens just murdering. I was wondering if they would show up again because they were my favorite. They fucking might. They might as well. I, uh, so okay. So this one is more based around Buddhism, while Happy Sciences is more based around uh, UFOs and UFO religion. So I don't th- there's not a ton of different races of aliens like there are in other ones. Um, but there is, again, a giant war between dinosaurs and humanity that resulted in the entire world being destroyed. It'll happen. So God destroys the world and most of the souls living in it to make way for a brand new era. But like I said, some of the souls closest to reaching 9 million degrees of soul light energy have to be saved. So each time God has destroyed the world, he has called these beings home to the pure land of God, the United States of America. What? (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) What is happening right now? What? For whatever reason, not only has the United States existed in its uh, in its basically current version forever, that there has always been a United States, but that the United States is God's actual chosen holy land. Okay, I hate this so much. I do too. I'm I've I've tried to figure out why he thinks that the United States is the is the chosen land, and and and. It's going to kind of take a second to sort of get there. So let me just take you away from the beliefs and kind of talk about what was happening um, sort of in our story, you know, in the story of Chen. After he and these uh, these fellow kind of disillusioned classmates left the class, they all decided to get together and form these workshops. And so that's where they were able to piece together all of these belief systems. Ball storming, if you will. Yes, ball storming. So they put their best balls together and they just rubbed and rubbed and rubbed until they came up with something good. Emphasis on came. And this is what they came up with. Emphasis on came. And they started spreading it to other people. Yeah, they started just chucking it everywhere as far as it would go. And every closely available uh, Eggo waffle. So basically, they would share this knowledge with anyone that would listen and uh, with anyone that was currently taking another class. Because like I said, at the time, these classes were prevalent, not just in Taiwan, but all over the world. Like this is exactly the same type of class that um, Bonnie Nettles and Herf Applewhite were, is that his name? Applewhite? Yeah. 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 That Bonnie Nettles and Herf Applewhite were teaching. They, they, this was very popular all over the world, but as they are also popular, they are very, very expensive. Like we've seen time and time again that these groups cost a lot of money. So when people heard that there was somebody doing this and they weren't really asking for anything, they all started flocking. So this person who begrudgingly, again, because remember, he didn't really think he had anything to share with anybody. He was just like, you guys want to hear my ideas? And they were like, yeah, we want nothing more. And he was like, all right, I guess I could tell you about the great war between dinosaurs and man. (laughs) So this started spreading. It started becoming more prevalent, and it actually started gaining a lot of people's attention. So much so that he actually had to build his very first church. And he he was like, we can't just hold these meetings in my house anymore. We have to have a building. And so everyone in his group willingly donated money so that they could build a church. And he didn't call it a church. He was very specific. He called it a practice. Because you came there, you practiced, you learned, and you tried to get more knowledge with the goal being obviously to transcend after you passed on yeah it's like yoga religion it actually is yoga religion so his first teacher the one that he quit and yelled at her role uh, what i found was that she was a a respected ufologist and an amateur yoga teacher that makes sense that makes so much sense because it sounds like he's saying very much that it is not a religion like christianity in many ways 
can sometimes be viewed as a religion that you are a part of if you become baptized and that's kind of it. Whereas like the emphasis in a lot more Eastern religions is that it is a practice and that you never are part of the religion, you are practicing the religion. And yeah. so it's an active thing. I would argue that that's Catholicism, yes. Yeah, no, again, that like I said, some Christianity is just kind of like, you're in or you're out, and like it doesn't matter. And then some is more like, you have to come to church every week. Yeah. So again, it's, it's important to remember that even from the start, Chen did not necessarily want this to be like his big thing. So instead of having like a, a, a kind of stranglehold on it, what he would do is he would actually teach other people his math, his science, his beliefs, and then give them some money so that they could go open up their own practice in different parts of Taiwan, and then they could teach his stuff themselves. Franchise, baby. That was the mm -hmm. idea. But instead what happened is he started three other cults in Taiwan on accident. <laughs> Because these three other people basically took his beliefs, ran with it, and then were like, hey, I could use this for my own benefit. And then they mm -hmm. just completely cut ties and started their own cults. Interesting. Yeah. So he, weirdly enough, started a cult kind of community. So he's a big cult daddy. Yeah, exactly. He, like, spiritually, he has two massive floating balls. <laughs> and from within them, he produces just this cult semen that just spews out over the beautiful landscape of Taiwan. So this kind of just continues for a while as he starts to build and build and build and build. And then people start to ask him questions. Like, they're like, okay, so you've fleshed out your ideas you know how the universe works you know what the apocalypse is going to look like but when is this apocalypse going to happen and he was like say what now <laughs> if the apocalypse is going to happen you know what the apocalypse looks like then like what like shouldn't we be doing something to like prepare for the apocalypse like what if it happens within our lifetime and he was like oh fuck yeah, I guess I never thought of that huh <laughs> okay well first things first um if the apocalypse happens and God saves those who are in America, then we should probably move to America. So <laughs> they looked all over a map of America and they started trying to determine where they were going to go. And they decided to first move to San Dimas, California. What? Why? <laughs> so I have been trying desperately to figure out why they would go to San Dimas, California. And I think that part of it would have to do with the 1993 release of a movie called Abby and Adi's Adventure, which we might know better as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Is that the renamed version in overseas? Taiwan, yes. Oh my god. Which, okay. which was released in Taiwan in 1993, the same year that this takes place. A movie about all of the historically enlightened beings in the world being called into San Dimas, California. Oh my god. So he was just like, oh my I watched god. this movie. It's the only place I know. He's like, beef oven went there. <laughs> I can't think of any other reason why he would fucking go to San Dimas, California. I swear to God, I've been racking my fucking brain. I hope it's that. Like, yeah. Me too. <laughs> That's hilarious. They're like, we believe in being excellent to each other. It only <laughs> makes sense. And this is going to be an excellent adventure to America. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's a cult in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh my god, you're fucking right. That worships Bill and Ted, or aka Wild Stallions, <laughs> their their band. Yeah. Is Chen Tao the real religion that worships Wild Stallions? Oh my fucking god. Yeah, how did I not see it before? What the fuck? Oh what my fuck? god. What? How do they feel about John Wick? <laughs> They're mixed, I will say. Uh, because he is very violent, but the focus he has shows true enlightenment. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, they... he. Oh, my God. Fuck. I didn't even... God, this might go... We got to go deeper. I got to rewatch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and come back next week and tell you about it. Yes. 
Uh, so, uh, or maybe I should watch Abby and Adi's Adventure. It's, but, uh, so is it the same movie or is it reshot? No, it's the same movie. They just, for whatever reason, their names become Abby and Addy. A-B-B-Y and A-D-I. So after having a movie night where they watch Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> fucking Chen decides that it's time to rally the troops. It's time to get everyone together. So he visits the three different practice centers that he has, and he talks to the new cult, well, essentially cult leaders, uh, and asks them to come with him. And basically, they all just kind of go, nah. We're good here. We're good here. We have all this money. You gave us this building. Things are going fucking awesome. You can go fuck yourself. And so a bunch of them decide not to. But in doing this, they actually convince some of their members that they're going against Chen. Because remember, the whole reason this started was because he was like, no one should be making a profit off of learning how to be a spiritual person. Right. So instead, they leave and they join him, and everyone becomes absolutely certain that whatever Chen says is going to be the definitive truth, no matter what. So about 150 Taiwanese nationals join him in moving to San Dimas, California, where they start their own church. It was here that they kind of started to spread out their wings and and sort of uh, use San Dimas as a base to kind of explore uh, America and to see where things would go, to see where they should be uh, heading. And, and it was kind of used as a headquarters while Chen and a few other very devoted members kind of traveled around the country and saw everything. And there was a few notes that he had. First of all, he fucking hated San Dimas, California, and he couldn't wait to leave. I mean, like, hard same. Yeah, they did yeah. not stay for very long. It turns out it was not very excellent. And... <laughs> uh, he saw a bunch of the Great Lakes, which he deemed to be obviously holy. Like they were obviously centers of great peace and enlightenment. He's never been to Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, well, he said all of them were created in God's image. So that's what God looks like. Does God smell like sweaty ocean? Is that what God <laughs> smells like? Because not a fan. Rotting clams? Let's get it. Let's get in there, Lord. <laughs> just got to shower and spray a little bit of Axe body spray, but the Lord will be fine. Uh, the last thing that they did, though, on their trip was they made their way through the south on their way back home to California. And that's when they heard about a town called Garland, Texas. The reason that Chen was so drawn to Garland, Texas is because when they said the name Garland, Texas, it sounded like they were saying God's land, Texas. That's it. That's the entire reason why they picked Garland is because somebody went Garland and he went, did you say God's land? And they went, no, I said Garland. And he said, God's land. And they said Garland. And he said, God's land. And then they moved to fucking Garland, Texas. Wow. Very similar to how I chose a college. So <laughs> what? Really... Oh, that's right. You went to Ball Testicle University. <laughs> I, <forgot laughs> yeah. about I had no idea it was in Baltimore. It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> So they decide to move to Garland, Texas, and everyone is set to go. But before they do, they ran into a little bit of trouble back home in San Dimas. A squad car full of police officers from the San Dimas Police Department made their way to God's Salvation Church because they had gotten a report of a kidnapping. See, when Chen and his group left from Taiwan... A few people had families. One of the families included a father, a mother, and a daughter. And the mother decided that she didn't want to go, that she would be staying in Taiwan. But the father decided that he and his daughter would definitely be following Chen to America. Just a few months after they moved, however, the father died of cancer. In his will, he asked that his daughter stay within the group. But the thing is, it's really not his call to make. It's the mother is still alive, so it's kind of her, you know, it's 100%. her right. But where it gets complicated is his daughter definitely believed in what Chen was preaching, so she didn't want to leave the group either. She really wanted to stay with Chen and the rest of them. 
But the mother made such a huge fuss and would tell anyone that was listening that her daughter had been kidnapped by a mind-controlled death cult that was hiding in San Dimas that everyone started to pay attention. So for the first time, they were everywhere they were in the news they were in newspapers there were posters of this girl's face posted everywhere everyone in the area was looking for the mind-controlled death cult that was keeping this little girl hostage so these police officers came to the church and they were prepared for a standoff they were ready for everything to get bloody and instead what happened is they said hey you gotta come with us and they went okay Anyone can leave at any time <laughs> that they want to. Um, we can't legally stop this girl from leaving, so you can take her. And the cops are like, oh, really? All right, well, that was super easy, and the whole thing was done. But the problem is, is that once something is in the media, it doesn't go away from the media. So in that one action, everyone in America that read about Chen Tao knew them strictly as a mind-controlled death cult. And that was actually the start of the end. And that is where we'll pick up next week on episode two of our series on Chen Tao, the True Way Cult. Nice. How many balls are next week? So many fucking balls, dude. <laughs> it's a very ball heavy episode, this one. And I, and I did say yesterday to Andrea that I enjoyed how many times I got to write balls down in a research document. I mean, yeah, at a certain point, you're not even pretending it's about something else anymore. <laughs> like, we're just talking about a nutsack, a big old nutsack. So this episode has kind of gone over uh, sort of the belief system that I think is important to know and also kind of the background for how this whole group got started. And what I think is really interesting is we're seeing a group led by somebody who A, genuinely believes everything that he's saying and B, was reluctantly picked to be the leader because at no point did Chen did Hunming Chen ever be like all right this is my group I'm gonna do it it's my, it's it's Chen's time to shine he was always just kind of like oof I guess if no one else wants to do it I'll go for it you know yeah it's much like running an open mic it's really people see you as some sort of like person in charge yeah. but you're really someone doing a horrific community service yeah it's it's basically just like when you're in school and your your teacher's like all right who wants to give their presentation first and there's one kid who's just like oof i guess all right I'll bite the bullet, baby. <laughs> all right hey everybody my name's Hunming chen and i'm here to tell you about big ass balls i didn't realize the balls were on the ass <laughs> That's, yeah, if they're big enough. So yeah, next week we'll kind of get into the story of how everything takes a uh, kind of a dark, dark turn. And I think that'll be a very fun episode as well. Um, because I think, <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but this series is not as sad as you think. And it is actually probably one of the funnest times that we could have ever had. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to finishing our story next week. And I also am very grateful that you guys were here to allow me to spread this because I could see while I was going through the math and the science that I could see your guys' eyes kind of glaze over and just be like... I think part of that's from eating too many Pop-Tarts earlier. Yeah, I think just I like... just have really high blood sugar right now. Yeah, you can that's tell... That's really the problem. You can tell I'm getting a fucking sugar rush right now because I'm talking fast <laughs> as fuck and I'm just like, we gotta fucking get on top of dinosaurs and fight this war, everybody. I mean, yes. Yeah. I'm just agreeing with you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, this episode is brought to you by uh, the first apocalypse. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Do you want to see a dinosaur just fuck up humanity? Then go back 888,800,000 years, and this Sunday on pay-per-view, Apocalypse 1, A Night to Remember. <laughs> our, uh, in reality, our episodes are, as always, sponsored by our wonderful, beautiful Patreon donors. <laughs> and this episode in particular is brought to you in part by comrade clark aka comrade defund the police aka comrade overthrow capitalism hell yeah comrade <laughs> that makes sense roy his name is comrade <laughs> yeah at first i thought you were saying conrad and like he's like a fancy tea drinking british man but no 
comrade. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he just sips his tea and goes, mm, seize the means of production. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that is what the Boston Tea Party was about. <laughs> comrade, I'm happy to overthrow the government with you. If you want to just like start a club, we can call it Antifa. Antifa. Oh, beautiful. It's a jazz. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this has been very fun. I had a great time. If you want to send me, uh, if you want to send me what your Messiah looks like as a pair of balls, uh, I want to see that artwork. The only one you can't draw is, uh, Muhammad. That's the only one I won't accept because that's offensive. Um, because you can't draw him. (laughs) I like how we're drawing the line there. We're like, it's not offensive to have them as balls unless they can't be drawn. Yes, exactly. Well, that's where that's not where i'm drawing the line where i'm drawing the line is on a paper and it goes like this ball one ball two there you go it's just a w (laughs) that was a w exactly that's what balls are basically um or an eight if they're closer together so yeah if you want to send me your testicular holy art uh my dms are open you can send them to uh, instagram and twitter at mondo does stuff that's m-a-n-d-o does stuff and also if you are looking to hear a podcast where I talk about uh, death and uh, and kind of spirituality as well as uh, how I've been dealing with the uh, the pandemic, you can check out my friend's show, Josh Rardo. That's J-O-S-H-R-A-R-D-O. It's a show where two of my good friends uh, talk about beef. And I don't mean that in terms of meat. <laughs> I mean it in terms of like the classical like beef like i got beef with you it's a really fun time and we just did an episode that's going to come out on this thursday and it's great it's it's funny it's interesting i enjoyed being on it you can hear me being a pretentious little douchebag um it's got everything that you could have wanted so go ahead and check that out or follow me on instagram and twitter and i'll post a link to it on thursday when it drops thank you bye hey guys if you want to help me design a anti-fascist themed boba shop called antifa (laughs) where all the names of the different teas are something to do with fighting fascism uh please send that to me on all the things at sundress comic i also want to say a quick update if you ordered a panther shirt and you live in america you should definitely have those by now if you are outside of america you might not yet um I do have a few extras of different sizes, and I will eventually be putting those in my shop at andreagazetta.com. But I want to make sure everyone has their shirts first and that there wasn't a horrible mix-up. So I really thought you were going to be like, if you're in America, you should have your shirts by now. If you're not in America, it was a fucking trick, dude. Thanks for the money. <laughs> no. No, I won't kick flip off a pile of money. I don't. <laughs> I would never do that, guys. Yeah. If you're from France, get fucked. That's where your shirt's at you motherfucker rude very rude uh <laughs> very extremely rude you pussy. okay anyway guys thanks for all your support if you want to check out my art at andre gazette on instagram do that it's fun i got some unicorns there's some cool stuff coming up it's gonna be great oh and i will eventually soon be launching a patreon that includes tutorial videos so stay tuned for that yeah that's gonna be really fun follow andre on instagram at andrea gazetta for more information on that i know we said it like four times but it's very important uh if you want to help support andrea in her passion of making art but also maybe learn a little bit yourself i would keep your eyes peeled because that patreon is gonna be magnifique did you just kiss some balls yep but they were buddha's (laughs) balls I don't like it. It feels wrong. It does feel wrong, right? I have a picture of Jesus Christ above my computer just staring at me. And the whole reason it's there at all is because somebody sent it to us and it feels wrong to throw it out. He looks really judgmental. Like, he looks like he's pretty upset with us. Yeah, the best part is he's doing this, like, he's he looks so upset. Like, it's a picture of Jesus where he has his arms outstretched and he's like, why? He's and like, so come on, bro. It sounds like we just spent all of this time talking about his nuts. And he's like, dude, are you fucking real right i'm jesus christ i'm white over here (laughs) (laughs) he's very yeah he is right now jesus h christ and the h is for white (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna say if you dip your balls in paint and then print them on a piece of paper and send it to me i will use it to tell your future (laughs) yes oh my god Paige. 
That's something I did yes. in art school, but it's fine. <laughs> you, you have balls? Yeah. Well, they weren't mine. I borrowed them, but it's, <laughs> oh. it's fine. Yeah. We can talk about Tore it Tore them off a bear. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Um, but yes, so uh, also if you want to listen to me, I'm also on Blackheart Rehab this week and every week. Uh, but this week we're talking about the new Beyonce visual album. Ooh. It's going to be lit. Uh, you could send those ball prints to me at Paige Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on Instagram. I wish there was like a stamp. You know how people used to have like a wax seal, but it's a stamp that's just your ball print. Like you can customize it and that's what you seal letters with now. Well, that's. Uh- I think if people are going to get truck nuts, it should be of their own nuts. Controversial statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just show everyone what you're working with. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. More realism. Love it. If you want to send me a set of pink glitter truck nuts, (gasps) I'll also take that. Oh, my God, I can't wait till Jake rocks those. If you guys could have, like, a matching set, it would be beautiful. Do you guys think that that we've actually had truck clits for a while, but nobody can find them? (laughs) Ba-doom. such a, a hilariously accurate joke <laughs> so under far under the hitch it's just hard to find <laughs> yeah, you have to spend it. some real time down there in the axle back that axle up oh my god <sighs> you will find mother truck and won't you back that axle up <laughs> if you like our show uh you can follow us on instagram at cult podcast or on Twitter at Cult Podcast Show. You can send us a, a, a an email to complaint complaints at truckclits.com. That's no, not at, real. You can send no. us an email to uh, cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. If you chose to scan your balls instead of dipping them in paint, that's where you should send them. Um, and if you did the paintball challenge, you could send them to... Th- I can't wait till this uh, blows up on TikTok. <laughs> Hashtag paintball challenge. <laughs> Send oh all your God. paintball challenge entries to 3756 West Avenue 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like, like the, the shining. shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. What I really want is someone to do like like a rainbow, like red, orange, yet like slightly overlapping so it creates like a soft... Yeah. Right? Because, you know, ball skin is really soft. It's kind of like those things you use to put on your makeup. So I just assume it'll blend really nicely. Yeah. Sometimes when she runs out of that thing, she just uses my balls to put on makeup. It's very (laughs) funny. Facts. I mean, resourceful. Uh, I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink from the the glowing god balls that show up to you in your (laughs) dreams. Yeah, totally. And don't don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs>